Yeah. Yeah. I've been down so long, it look like up to me. They look up to me. I got fake people showing fake love to me. Straight up to my face. Straight up to my face. And we are back at the break room, man. Me, Charles, Carter, right in front of me, Will Doctor. Uh, we're in a little bit of a different format, you know, coming to you straight from Zoom University. So, uh, excuse the audio problem, but you'll probably hear us fine, man. So, uh, Will, how you been, man? We know we, we yeah. weren't here last week. Yeah, I've been good. Uh, a lot going on, but uh, I'm glad baseball season has started. Um, it's, it's given Houston a little bit more of a thrill, even though, uh, we're struggling right now. We needed that third sport to come in finally, uh, as we return from COVID. But, uh, yeah, we got a lot of talk about today. We're, we're kind of rolling into the back half of the second half of the NBA, uh, which feels pretty dead right now. Yeah. Um, you know, we're going to roll through some injury talk because there's a lot going on uh, right now with that in the NBA. Um, some 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 very minimal rockets tonight. Uh, a little bit of NFL and Astros, but uh, anyway, I mean, how you been, man? I've been all right, man. Just busy, you know. The end of the semester rolling around, so it's yeah, it's all craziness. But man, I'm excited for today's show. Just to let everybody know, man, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. So <laughs> finally, yeah, a lot, a lot. Um, and I, you know, we we can go ahead and roll into NBA. Um. We'll leave the we'll leave the farewell for the Nets, but uh, yeah, let's start. I want to talk about the NBA, the second half of the NBA, because I feel like a, a, from a product standpoint, like just a pure product of what the NBA is putting out right now. You know, besides Steph Curry's unbelievable uh, one man run, it's been pretty subpar for the NBA in the second half. Um, and I mean, we can start in the West. Uh, the Clippers haven't played more than 10 games together between injuries and load management. Uh, you know, no one can tell the difference. And I want to start here because moving forward in the next 10 years, the NBA is going to have to, the NBA is going to have to find some line between rest and, and actually, you know, actual injuries. You know what I'm saying? No, exactly. And no, I agree. Because it'll be five minutes before game time. And, all of a sudden we'll see Kawhi Leonard's out a little wrist injury and he's obviously resting, you know? And and I mean, for me, it's, and I'll, um, I'll let you jump on, jump in on this right after this. For me, it's really not much more of an issue than I know there's people that go to that stadium every night, like showing up to watch Kawhi. Yeah. I mean, Harden never did that to us in Houston. Never. And like exactly what you said, man, this whole low management thing, I don't I don't know what the perception when it changes, because like I can't remember any time when an athlete wasn't ready to play like you didn't want to play. You know what I mean? Like, that's the fun part. Like practice is what you like. You know, if you like AI and, you know, you say, I don't need practice, I'm AI. You know what I mean? So like if you're going to skip practice, I get that part. But you're going to skip the game, what you've been working for like that. It it, 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 it escapes me. That's the best thing I can say. It just escapes me. Will. <laughs> I, I, well, I just I don't know. They, they, they players can't 
honestly think, and I mean, listen, we're on like, we're on year. I mean, Kawhi has been doing this in San Antonio. Everyone yeah. says this, this is, this is all pop's fault. All this load, load management. Cause he let Kawhi get away with it. But I think it's going to be, become a, a real problem. I mean, we're so ready right now for the, for the playoffs because we've been deprived of basketball for pretty much the last two years. It's been, yeah. we're going to get into KD, but I was looking it up before the show and it's been two years. It's been since 2019 since Katie played in a playoff game. Uh, but I mean, that's just how deprived of basketball we are. So I feel like we're giving a lot of these guys breaks this year because of the COVID short and off season. Uh, so, you know, I think we'll let the, the, the fake load, load management slide, but I think it's going to be a real issue for the product of basketball if that keeps going. Absolutely. Let me let, and let me add this. If the load management continues, which it probably will, unless the you know the NBA or commissioner steps in and changes something, I mean it is right? smart for the super teams. It just can't it's, that can't is. go on like that. It is. It's smart for the super teams. But let me say this: if this continues, and the playoffs are just as subpar as the regular season, I will have a real problem. I mean, not that I can really do anything about it, but that I will have a real problem with that because not only are you robbing the excitement from the regular season, but the main event, your main stage, the playoffs, you're taking your stars out of that, uh, or not not necessarily taking them out of because they're going to play, but they're not they're not ready. You know, you get ready for the playoffs during the regular season. Your game evolves during the regular season. That's uh, not only for young players like rookies, like we see with uh, all the time, like the star rookies that we see uh, with different teams. But also that's how uh, players become MVPs towards the end of the season. Their game develops in the middle of the season. They get better and better and better up until the showcase, which is the playoffs. So, but them taking them out, I feel like you're you're indirectly affecting the level of what the playoffs could be by minimizing what the regular season is. But it was fun. Not anymore, though, is it? Is it? No, not by now. No, it's not fun anymore. Not even... And I think a perfect example of that is KD and the Nets because, uh, you know, it. like I said, it's been since 2019 since KD played in the playoffs. He's barely played any regular season games. He didn't play last year, did he? He was out last year, right? Yeah, he was out. He was out last Katie year. Katie was out last year. It was just yeah. it was just Kyrie. Yeah. So I mean, Harden's done all the work this year, um, and <clears throat> I mean, Katie's still night to night. At some point, you have to get ready for the playoffs. He's got to be. I, I mean, I know he, it doesn't take much for his offensive game to get back in shape, but um, you know, at least getting back in the rhythm of disturbing the lanes on defense. I mean, yeah. Um, I just I can't imagine it's going to be that easy of a, a comeback to get into full flow. Um, you know, not that, not that there's too much, I don't, I, it'd be disrespectful for me to say that they don't have too much work to do in the East, but I, I mean, when healthy, I mean, still, still the favorites, but uh, let's jump back to the West um, a little bit. And uh, did you want to hit the Rockets as we talk about injuries in the West? The Rockets are, because uh, I just school, figured, man. I just figured, because I'm gonna bring up the Jazz a little bit, and mm-hmm. I don't know. Did you, I mean, well, you, caught well, actually, you caught you caught the game last night. What, what happened between the, between the Jazz and the Rockets? Man, that was that was disgusting. Man, I couldn't. <laughs> let me let me tell you. Okay, they look like. Well, actually, before we leave the Nets, uh, just real quick note on Lamarcus well, well, retirement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll we'll circle back around to the to the east because 
Um, oh yeah, you did say you want to come back to him later. Yeah, yeah. There's one okay, more okay. thing I want. I want to hit in the East, so we'll, we'll come back. We'll come back okay. around to that. That's cool. It's cool. Uh, as far as the Rockets, um, what do I have for them? Fifteen and forty-four. I mean, the only thing I can really say is that um, John Wall is. I mean, well, he's as injury prone as I said he was going to be. I think. I think Charles uh, is right about John Wall. Yeah. I think that I think you were right. No, 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 wait. You were yeah. right. Yeah. You were right. He's like, when he's healthy, he is the fastest man on the court. But if you used to watch the other game against the Jazz, he could be the fastest man, but sometimes he can't finish. You know what I mean? So, um, I mean, it, yeah. The Rockets themselves, they just look very deprived. Like, okay, you have uh, Christian Woods coming back doing okay. But like I said, this is a superstar-driven league. We have minimal stars. You know what I mean? And I guess Christian Wood, his his game got deprived for being out f- from injury. So, you know, we just have to give him time just to get back to where he was on what he was trending to be, I guess. But the Rockets just look deprived of stars. They look really young, which they are, which is a, which is a good thing. But people as fans, the city of Houston, as a, as a, just as a fan base and as a group, you should... I don't believe you should expect anything from them. I mean, obviously not this season, nor the next season, unless they acquire somebody huge. You know what I mean? Because you're full of mid-tier guys. You know what I mean? Christian Wood could be your biggest trading piece if you're looking to move him. And you, but you have to accompany him with somebody else to get somebody relevant. And that's still, and one star isn't enough. One superstar isn't enough. So. Yeah. You know, I think, uh, I think they're kind of just, you know, doing their job right now by losing because obviously uh, we want to have one of the three worst records to get the top top draft pick. All right, they're doing um, that. And, and between Jalen Suggs and Cade Cunningham, who do you think fits better with the Rockets? Because I think a little bit different from, I think the majority. I'm taking Suggs, but who, who would you take? <sighs> Okay, the only reason I can go with Cunningham um, is because he can do more than one thing, and he's got the size too. Exactly, and so what the Rockets, what the Rockets are right now, you need you need somebody who can help everywhere. Like you can't. I mean, uh, they just like I said, they just need help in more than one place, and to get somebody like Cunningham who can assist in more than just one area. I don't know because I was talking to somebody about talking to a buddy about this and it's almost like you're you're drafting to fail you know just in case we're not good we have somebody who can put a band-aid here and put a band-aid there you know or at least you can put a show on too it, that too yeah so I I, I, I want to say Cunningham but he's not going to fix the Rockets problems you know what I mean so he'll be a good addition really both will be a good addition wherever they, wherever you put them but as far as for me I would just go Cunningham first yeah, so I think I'm taking I'm taking the reason I pick Suggs is because I'm I'm kind of putting a band-aid on my how bad I wanted John Wall in Houston um and how bad of a decision that was. Shout out to Charles on that one. Uh but what I'm looking for is a four manager in Houston. Um I've seen some tape in in uh in high school of Jalen Suggs playing quarterback. Uh you know, he just has one of those unbelievable high school like multi-sport mixtapes which leads to just unbelievable leaders floor managers Um, I think something that the Rockets need you know kind of a 
you know, I don't want to compare uh, Christian Wood to Blake Griffin, but, you know, kind of the Clippers situation they had going there with CP3 and Blake. I could see Jalen Suggs and Christian Wood kind of doing that, except Woods can obviously shoot the ball. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens. I think we'll obviously break that down more as we get closer and closer to the draft. But, uh, you know, yeah, the the Jazz blew out the Rockets last night. I'm t- Joe Inglis, every time, every time that we play, <laughs> we play the Jazz, I mean, he just... He's raining threes. He's playing unbelievable defense. He's like he's like Albert Pujols to the Astros. He's just he's a Houston. He's yeah. a, he is a he's a Houston killer. Exactly. And that game was so. I wish I could make up a word that was just how how. So I want to I want to throw this really in was. there before your response because uh, I want I just. Donovan Mitchell as well is is out for a period of time. So I, yeah. I want to hear your thoughts on that as well. Um, with Donovan Mitchell being out for the Jazz, um, I don't expect them to go deep at all. What do you mean by that? He was definitely the the. It's about five more days for him. Yeah. Him being out, so he will be back. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so. Well, I know it just can be reoccurring is what I'm saying. I'm thinking worst case scenario kind of thing, but... In the best case scenario, um, him being back, hopefully he can, like I say, I talked about just a few uh, minutes ago that uh, the regular season is your development for the playoffs. Um, Hopefully with that time is he can kind of get back into the rhythm of things and things kind of just flow naturally and he can just kind of flourish and do well in the playoffs like he usually does. Um, With him, the Jazz will go far. And if the Lakers remain injured the way they are, I could definitely see them beating, (laughs) coming out the West. Um, The Clippers, I need more because they haven't all played together too long. Yeah. Just make my mind on them. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah, no, no, no. I was just going to say, like, the the Nets and their starting five has played, like, 10 minutes together. Yeah, so it's for the first time in a while, things are really up for grabs right now. You know, because of all these injuries, I, I want to say it's exciting, but I want to see some superstars at the same time. So it's. I'll tell you a vet who we're seeing that uh, we're very familiar with on a team who I, I think is going to make a real run is CP3 and the Suns. Shout out CP3, man. You know what? Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Hey, look, I love no, 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 it's all you. It's all you. It's all you. Not I started it, off. Not even going to lie, man. I was looking at, okay, so, you know, we had, we were getting ready for our show, but we were talking about M- MVP candidates. And, you know, and I almost, <laughs> I almost, when I saw the Suns in the, uh, I forgot, I forgot what seed they are. They might be the, are they the second seed? Or I know they're top five or top uh, four. Uh, no, they're the two seed. The Suns are the two seed in Suns, the West. Okay. The Suns are they're 42 and 16. Okay. The Suns are two, second seed in the West. All thanks to CP3 literally transform the team and the way they flow. It doesn't really translate into his stats. His stats aren't super great, but um, you just see with the impact he made just as a floor general. You know what I mean? Just go watch a game. You can see how he just operates and he helps Devin Booker kind of his game kind of evolve and flow a little bit nice, a lot smoother than it really was. Um, in my opinion, Aiden, Devin Booker. Eight and two. Him too. Yeah. too like not even just to uh give all the credit to Devin but Aiden too and so yeah man he CP3 is underrated in in the fact that he can he's a great talent manager you know what I mean like CP3 is your gun Devin Booker and Aiden are your bullets 
And so, man, you know, a lot of people like they kind of neglect to mention that about CP3 and like his he knows he's a, he's an older player now. He don't really go as go do as much as he has in the past. But he shaped this game to where he'll, you, he'll kind of elevate guys around him to do what he needs to do, what do what needs to be done. He catches a lot of hate in the city in particular. Really? I mean, I feel like he does just because we were one game away. And, and oh, he goes down. Hamstring, man. You know, people, yeah, people haven't forgotten about that. Yeah, no, they didn't. But I, 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 I really am uh, to see the Suns make a run, uh, you know, in this year's playoffs – First off, it's not looking as as uh, you know. It's looking a lot more promising than it, than it was two weeks ago. You know, we we uh, you know Jamal Murray goes down for the Nuggets. He's out for the year, and like you said about uh, I thought you brought up a good point about uh, about Mitchell for the Jazz. I think it's a. It's a, it's an ankle injury, but they labeled it as, as severe. It's a severe sprain, um, you know. So the Suns the Suns have a have a clear path now. It's really just uh, the Jazz with maybe a slightly injured uh, Mitchell, and then obviously the Clippers. Uh, you know, Paul George's been flying under the radar. Hitting that three ball, great, but they have to stay healthy and, and they haven't played much together. My, you know, my pick to get through the West, I think, is the Suns. Now, now that is if, if, uh, we'll see what happens with AD and LeBron with the Lakers. I'm curious yeah. about AD with that Achilles tendonitis, whatever that is. I don't know. It sounds a lot like KD two years ago. We talked about that, I think, uh, episode 12, I want to say, when we said, when you were saying that, when we were talking about the, uh, his ankle injury. And uh, tendonitis or Achilles tendonitis, okay, yeah. And like the next level up is that it's just a tear. You know what I mean? It's just a clean. It's just a clean or an um, unclean tear. Your Achilles. So um, he's been out a while. Like so, we haven't really heard any. It's been kind of on the hush about it. Um, not really. It's been suspect. It hasn't, it's, it's yeah. been super. It hasn't yeah. been super detailed, man. And. <sighs> I don't, I don't know what their angle is trying to keep everybody in suspense on AD, but. Yeah, it goes back to this, that's the this set, this second half injury thing. You just don't know like what, you know, it, he, they could, the Lakers could hold out AD the rest of the year with that Achilles tendonitis. None of us would, would doubt, you know, that's what it was. Yeah. But even if it, you know, it, just, it doesn't seem like they're, they're kind of man, managing completely managing things the right way. Although if I'm the Lakers, I'm sitting AD the rest of the year and just, and, and seeing what happens in the playoffs. Yeah. But, you know, uh, I do think yeah, if you don't see AD, I thought I do, hold on, before we move on, but I yeah. do think if you don't see AD the first game of the playoffs, you won't see him in all that series. I think he'll be ready to go game one of the playoffs. You think so? Okay. I think so. I, I but I'm not, I'm not, uh, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't gamble on his health. You know, I wouldn't bet really either way. But I'm just saying, like, if he's not, he should be. If it's just an Achilles tendonitis, then he should be back. But if they're doing like this little thing that they're still doing, like not saying anything about it, if we don't see him game one, I think he won't he's be done. In that he's done for that series. All right, we'll move yeah. on. We'll move on. Yeah. We'll be right back with the yeah. break of the podcast. Yeah. We'll be right back with the yeah. NFL. Yeah. 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 
our first segment segment we uh we discussed second half nba injuries and, and how um it's been bumpy for the product as we move on here to uh, nfl but if you haven't followed us on twitter yet please do at the break room hou and on instagram at the dot break room dot podcast so uh we're gonna get right into comps here uh charles 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 and i have a good one for you tonight uh at this very moment, uh, let's throw away the cases pending uh, off off the uh, off the field for Deshaun. But who's more valuable right now, Deshaun Watson or, or Aaron Rodgers? Okay, okay. Uh, just so I list can get a get a little idea, I had some stats listed for both our quarterbacks. Okay, Deshaun Watson is 25 years old, 382 passes completed out of 444 attempts, 70.2 completion. 4,823 yards passing, 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions, and a QB rating of 112.4. Aaron Rodgers, MVP this past year, 37 years old, 372 passes completed out of 526 attempts, 70.7 completion, 4,299 yards passing, 48 touchdowns, and five interceptions. Now, out of who do I think is more valuable. And you said we're taking out the uh, all the cases. Like, that doesn't mean... It, it well, we have to. We have to. There's too clear of an answer if we don't. Okay. Uh, when I was making this hard, now I'm making it tough. Okay. Uh, uh, oh, man. We're not going to leave it out, though. Okay, okay. Okay, easy. If it was... Uh, <laughs> if the cases were included, I'm taking Aaron, obviously. Uh, but if not... <sighs> Hold on. Okay. Okay. A twist of the question. A twist of the question. Am I starting my team with them, or do it? Or are they going to an established team already? Ah, uh, that that. Well, that's the whole question. Okay. okay let's say you're you're uh, you're you get you get to choose one of these quarterbacks with Kyle Shanahan as your head coach. I'm taking Deshaun. I'm taking Deshaun. Just a little bit more dynamic. Um, not saying that Aaron can't move, but he's an older quarterback. You don't really run it, want him running too too much, and he's thirty seven. You know, and I guess I I don't want to make it sound like that because if I want to talk about who's the better passer, I'm definitely going Aaron. Uh, but Deshaun can pass, but he's also a great runner and a strong runner at that. You know, and a better runner. Him. He's a better runner than Aaron. Yeah, definitely. And so we've seen him run it. Uh, not being afraid of contact, he would run into defenders and and get up just fine. So um, now I'm probably going. Um, I'm definitely going to Sean Watson with, with Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, and and I think uh, I think Kyle kind of answered that. Uh, you know, before all all of the uh, the uh, you know the allegations came out. You know, San Francisco was right in line to to maybe make a move at Deshaun. Um, and now that they're up to number two in the draft, <clears throat> it's very clear that Kyle Shanahan wanted, you know, he, 
he wanted a new quarterback. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's no question that, that we have, we have to start our franchise with Deshaun, uh, you know, but these are two quarterbacks that we've seen, you know, obviously we've seen a lot more years of Aaron um, with, with, with coaching that has been uh, below average. Um, and you could argue the same thing with Deshaun with Bill O'Brien as well. Yeah. Got a quick question though. So another two, so we'll swap another team. All right, let's okay. twist it up. Who would you, who would you go with out of, uh, if I was to uh, give you Sean Payton, would you go Deshaun or Aaron? Uh, I'm I'm still going to Sean. I think you you give me any. Uh, I thought you were gonna say Sean McVay for a second. Yeah. Definitely say Deshaun. Um, you know I'm I'm no I'm still taking uh, I'm still taking taking Deshaun because I cannot trust Aaron to make the coach look good. I can trust Aaron to make him look bad. And expose him like he's done with McCarthy and okay. at times yeah. LaFleur. Um, I can see Deshaun getting getting along with Sean Payton. Well, Sean Payton's a winner, uh a, a proven one and and and, a, and proven to uh have great relationships with his quarterbacks. That's something that's an important thing. I'm glad you said that actually. But, I mean, yeah, because cause like we were talking about, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is not the easiest guy to get along with. Yeah. Just likability of people. Like I think we kind of. Yeah. I think a lot of times uh, analysts and people who cover cover sports like me and you do, they miss the humanistic side of things. You know what I mean? It's all stats. Sometimes it be all stats and numbers, but in actuality, <laughs> if you don't like who you're dealing with, chances are things might not go so smoothly all the time. Your season might not be as easy, or just practice might not be things of that nature. And role in your <laughs> product that you put on the field. You know so. Communication uh, affects uh, not only your play, but play calling, et cetera, et cetera, things like that. So, no, I think and, that was and, really and yeah, it, it ends up, uh, yeah, it it, end, it ends up uh, affecting the identity of the offense. That too. Um, at the end of the day, and and like I just I think if I was a quarterback that was getting drafted, and I had to be the heir to anyone's throne. I think the last guy that I would want to come in and learn from is Aaron Rodgers, um, which is. Oh, can you say that one more time? You went out for a second. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll repeat it. Um, I think if I was a quarterback, uh, you know, coming in um, out of the draft, the last quarterback whose hair I would want to be, you know, to their throne mm. is Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, I've. I think every everything that I've listened to this off season, um, you know, everyone that I've listened to has said that Jordan Love, uh, his stock has dropped uh, because he's been on the bench behind Aaron Rodgers for just one year too. I mean, none of us can honestly say we know who Jordan Love is uh, as a quarterback. Uh, you know, went to Utah State, got drafted last year, and just some backstory for anyone who forgot, like. Before people forget, before this season, like everyone was counting Aaron Rodgers out. I was. I mean, I just because there was some there were some issues with Lafleur uh, last season, the year before last, um, and Aaron had shown little signs of being able to get along with anyone. Um, so I think the the Packers drafted Love with the idea that either it'll get him fired up or it's just time it'll be time to replace him. 
um, now we have some different news and, and another organization that has jumped into this, this yeah, Jordan yeah. Love thing. Apparently uh, a picture leaked in the, uh, in, at, at Lambo um, in the offices where, whether it was a mock trade or something real going on, uh, there was a piece of paper on the desk that said Jordan Love, uh, Jordan Love was heading to New England. That would be an amazing revamp for the Patriots. Um, I mean, I don't know if people remember, it's only a year ago, but Jordan Love was a kind of highly regarded quarterback coming out of his draft. He wasn't top two, obviously. Uh, but more along your lines of like a, um, uh, I forgot his name. Come on, what's the quarterback out of Alabama? I can't remember, remember his name. Mac Jones. Uh, Mac Jones? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the one and only. Yeah, more like Mac Jones. He didn't pick up the steam like Mac Jones did recently, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, but yeah, Jordan Love had a little clout coming out of college, and like rightfully so. Like he had, he was a talented guy, and so the thing that shocked the world that if you can all remember that Aaron Rodgers was still present in Lambeau, well, and uh, with the Packers, and so for that good of a quarterback to be just going to go sit was kind of for everybody. But people thought it was trouble in Paris. Hey, Charles. Um, Aaron Charles and um, the Packers. Repeat that. Repeat that last sentence. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. Um, with Jordan Love, he had uh, he had a lot of cloud come out of college. He was a really good quarterback. And the thing that shocked the world was that um, because he was such a good quarterback, you still had Aaron Rodgers, who was still with the Packers, and he had shown no real signs of leaving. And somebody like Joy Love just going, going there to go sit, it's really just shocked everybody. It made everybody think there was trouble in paradise. And so um, now that we're hearing the things, things about um, whether they're true or might not be true, they could all be just be hearsay. But Joy Love could be moving to the Patriots. That's a bigger move than I think people are even giving recognition to because he's a, he is a talented guy. Yeah, and I think uh, I think as far as under the radar, uh, I think as far as an under the radar quarterback that that compares to that compares to Jordan Love, it, it would kind of be like a Trey Lance this year. Uh, but it's it, it's so hard to to understand what the Patriots. Patriots are going to do with the 15th pick this year. Whether it's trade, whether it's, I just, I don't see, a, I don't see a quarterback that's going to drop to 15. I, I really Me don't. I, I mean, I don't I, either. I, it could be Trey Lance, but I, I, this is going to be one of those special drafts. The, the top six right now, it's, it's Trevor, Trevor Lawrence, uh, Zach Wilson, this is actually, and this is my, I, I rank these. This is my order too. I'll throw okay, that out okay. there. Yeah, it's Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, and Kellen Mond. Whoa, what? Yeah, I got Fields dropping way back in Mond. Why so? I'm, now I'm really just curious now. No, <laughs> I, think par, I, I think part of it's what I've heard about, you know, how, how the evolution of San Francisco moving up, but kind of being all out on fields. Um, you know, last week, 
uh, when Kyle Shanahan went to go watch Fields. Uh, you know, so so Justin Fields ha- has been working with Quincy Avery, who's Deshaun's. Uh, he's a quarterback coach. He's uh, worked for Deshaun, a lot of other uh, you know elite NFL quarterbacks. Kyle Shanahan told Justin Fields he needs to leave Quincy Avery and go to Kyle Shanahan's choice of quarterbacks coaches. So Kyle, Han- Kyle Shanahan could get like an official word um, on Justin Fields and, and Trey Lance has been working with Avery too. So I think kind of a bizarre situation, but I think there's a lot of question marks on fields. Well, for me, and, I- and, 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 and for those reasons, you know, uh, uh, on what is questionable. I think when you look at the comparison and arm, um, you know, you're comparing arms fields to Trevor, Zach and Mac. Um, I, I think they have the better arms and, and, uh, and definitely quicker throwing times. Um, and not that any are verified, but, uh, there, I mean, there seems to be, off-field speculations with Justin Fields that that he's uh, maybe not all there off the field, but I mean, there's definitely there's where there's uh, where there's smoke, there's fire. Okay, I can go. I can go with that um, because, like, well, only reason I say that because, like, in this league, that sometimes, like, even with Deshaun Watson, even when there's not smoke, there's fire. Apparently, I, I will say a lot of this definitely has to do with what system, which quarterback goes in. I mean, I, I was, ta- I was talking about this today with, with my buddy, like if Justin Fields happened to go to San Francisco, Kyle Shanahan would make that work. Mm. Uh, I, I don't see, I, I don't buy into this, you know, Justin Fields is going to be like the rest of the Ohio state quarterback uh, narratives. I, I think he's a lot more special than that. I've seen the back foot throws. I mean, uh I think the release time is Jameis slow, uh, which really makes him fall on mine, uh, on my list. But uh, I think if he happens to get in the right system, who knows? Maybe he, maybe he drops to fifteen, gets with McDaniel's, and gets with McDaniel's, McDaniel's in New uh, in New England. Uh, but we'll see. See, uh, no, I agree with you with that, man. Like, um, I think it's really important, like the aspect of development. Um, for me, if I was just to rank my quarterbacks, um, of course, okay, I have Trevor first, I have Fields second, I have Wilson third, Jones, Lance, and Mond. Um, so, and the only yeah. reason well, – go ahead, go ahead. Oh, the only reason I had um, – I had Field. well, not only reason. Uh, of course, that game, he showed a lot of guts against um, Clemson, but the thing was – my thing with Fields is that um, – I said, yeah, with Fields – um, the most important thing, you know, that four four speed is what really shocked me. I think he ran a four four at his pro day, and so that speed in itself brings a lot of diversity to your offense. And somebody like Kyle Shanahan can really use that. Now, he well, so I guess he has the most raw materials to build out of. Versus, I feel like, of course, these other quarterbacks can be developed. I think Trevor is really like a complete package who's already kind of not saying he can't grow. But his product that he has right now is a pretty complete product. You don't really need – if he doesn't build any more off, off of it, it's good enough already. That's what I think of uh, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, like I said about fields, most raw materials you can build the biggest of, of all the other quarterbacks. 
Um, I had Wilson. Wilson, I think, is a very uh, another guy almost like Justin Fields. Um, I th- has a great arm. I think is a little bit more accurate, in my opinion, um, but just slightly, just a hair, just a hair. Uh, just, and this is going off of what I saw in his pro day in like a couple games. Um, he Isn't has, it interesting? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I, I, you can add this to to where you're you're finishing. Isn't it interesting how Mon's kind of popped up on the radar? Yeah, and thing is, I didn't have before they even people have mentioned his name. I wasn't even concerned about him even going in the first round, maybe fourth. I feel like some of the talk, and I don't know if it's just late, you know, late spring. We're really, we're getting really close to that to that time. Uh, I mean, I know Phil Sims dropped a bomb saying that he thought Mont do a better spiral than uh, than Trevor Lawrence. You what? Oh my goodness! Some of these guys, man. <laughs> Some of these guys, man. Uh, but it, but hey, Mon with Mon, a, a good Kellen Mon comp. I'm telling you, if the arm has gotten better, which I don't look, look, I, I don't know. I, I've watched his senior day tape, um, where he played pretty well, and then of course I, I watched every game of him in an Aggie uniform, uh, where he made you know. Listen, I thought he made four NFL throws in his in, in pretty much the majority of his college career. I mean, they, they just didn't they didn't and part of that was his accuracy and part of part of that was they didn't really send they never sent anyone deep for Kellen. And there was a reason why. Uh you know, I, I saw a throw that he made off, off at Pro Day that was off his back foot that was very similar to that throw that uh that Justin Fields made at his pro day. Just like back foot dime, you know, 50 yards down the field. The comp that I see with Kellen Mond is almost a Dak Prescott. Uh, the only, I'm glad you said that. I'm glad yeah, you said that. That was the, perfect. The, th- yeah. the thing is, is that Dak had a better arm than Kellen coming out of school. I think, I think Kellen actually has a little more, a little more, uh, a little more speed behind his throws. I think his release is a lot slower than Dax, uh, but he also has a lot of height and 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 frame on. I mean, on Dak in that in that comparison, Kellen has a perfect quarterback size. Yeah, my my one my one thing I had about Kellen Mond, I questioned his vision. Um, as far as the, yeah. them, them never sending anybody too deep for him is because I feel like he couldn't really see down the field. Um, and of course, that affected his accuracy. If you go back and look at a few A and M games, he he was a slot route guy uh, and a mid range guy. It was if it was deep, it was because that was his very very last option. And so um, now you could say that that's just a scheme they had, and they knew they were just game plan. They were making a game plan for him, or that that's just all he was really able to do. Now I can't tell you that because I'm not an A and M coach. But so I, I mean, I, I think he. I think you're totally right. I think he's a one check down quarterback. Yeah. I don't think he can make three reads with an NFL defensive line coming at him. Yeah. See, and and on the other hand, like my thing with Fields is that I feel like Fields has the biggest arm out of his uh, out of these guys we're talking about. A lot of raw materials, and that you can build the biggest house out of. You just have to get them in the right hands. And so, um, as far as those, I guess. I gave. I think I gave you my whole list, and so, 
But yeah, um, moving on, man. We'll be right back with this, The Break Room. Follow us at The Break Room, H-O-U on Twitter and D.BreakRoom.Podcast on Instagram, man. We'll be right back. Subject, new paper, new class, new school, new buddies, new haters, new new boobs, much later, too soon, too bad, too cool, too hot, too lit, too hot. Me, Charles Carter, right in front of me, Will Doctor. You should already know. But if you didn't catch our last two sessions, go check them out. Uh, We got into some NBA, got into some NFL. (laughs) But anywho. But now we're heading into some baseball. For all you Houston fans, we got the Astros on the chopping block next um, <laughs> Astros lost nine, uh, lost nine of the last ten. Okay, against the Athletics, the Tigers, the the Mariners, and the Rockies. Um, in those last few games, will like okay, what did you see? Well, uh, you know the teams that you just you know listed obviously are not uh, you know anything to brag about, I guess, besides the A's. But we had a nice sweep uh, against them to to open the year. Um. And let me just say, it's great to have the stadium back open and and, and seeing fans. It is. It uh, is. Yeah, it's 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 actually unbelievable. Um, you know, to hear actual cheers in a stadium, it feels like it feels like a foreign sound uh, to me at this point. But but we're back. But I think. Uh, yeah, can you repeat? Yeah, you know, my fault. That's the audio. One. Can you repeat that one more time? Yeah, no, no, I think it's unbelievable. What we're seeing, uh, you know, with the fans back in Houston and, and Minute Maid. Uh, kind of slowly starting to fill up again. Uh, you know, it, 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 it's great for the city to be behind these guys. And, uh, you know, as, we, as we're recording this podcast, uh, they're, they're uh, starting to get things back on track. It's 8 nothing in Houston. But, no, obviously the, the last 10 have been it, – it's, it's been a pretty big struggle, to say the least. You know, I think everyone was – you know, as the games went on, it was just kind of like, oh, it's early. It's early in the season. It's early in the season. Uh, you know, when you start losing this many games, you kind of start to worry, um, especially when you're moving through the pitching, um, you know, like like we are. Um, so I think to foremost answer your question, uh, there has been a lot of unfortunate, you know, injuries and, 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 and illnesses, you know either the COVID vaccine uh, symptoms were going around or the COVID was going around, but uh, Jose Altuve was out. Alex Bregman was out. Machete Maldonado was out. uh, And Lance McCullers was out uh, all because either they didn't feel good from the symptoms, close contact, or they actually had COVID. We, we don't know. Uh, The Astros chose not to release that. Uh, but the real finger starts with the pitching, uh, which I know you saw in the Colorado series. But, you know, it seems like every game, this losing streak, the Astros are down 6-0 in the fourth inning. Um, and all the starting pitchers are prime culprits. It's Cerchiti, Odorizzi, uh, and even Lance, uh, you know, have all had multiple starts where they don't make it past the fifth inning. And... Over a long season, that just puts a lot of wear and tear on 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 the bullpen, uh, especially with how young our bullpen is now. But uh, you know, w- what did you see in that Colorado series? It's an odd series. It's a fun series with with with, with the cold and everything. Uh, but but what did you see uh, just here in the last couple of days? 
Um, well, just off the Colorado season one, I, I love snow games, no matter what sport it is. <laughs> so I don't know. Snow games just make everything just a lot more intense. So I, I think of, I almost imagine it being in a movie, but uh, moving on past that, um, what I saw was, we were talking about this. I saw, it looked like a little laziness or just lack of, lacking creativity from the pitching mound. Like, there was no diversity in their throws. Fielding was a little lazy. Like, as soon as we got, when we kind of got towards the end of the game, like, in towards the fifth inning, like, there was no – there wasn't just any more of it. There was a lack of energy there. That's that's the biggest – that's the biggest takeaway I got from that entire series for me. Yeah, no, and I think you're, you're especially right when – uh, you know, it was the first the first game in Colorado. Luis Garcia was on the mound, uh, who was pitching uh, for McCullers in the rotation. It, it was kind of a night that I hadn't seen before, and it was exactly you were talking about. Luis Garcia came out and pitched outstanding uh, in the first couple innings, and then the bullpen comes in and uh, and just kind of lets everything down. It, it was just it kind of takes the breath out because Luis Garcia is a young dude. He's only pitched two games above the double a level. Uh, so for him to come up and have a start like he did, you know, a couple nights ago and not get the win can be kind of tough on a young right, pitch. Can, can you repeat that one more time? Okay. Uh, yeah. So, you know, for, for Luis Garcia, who's only had two starts above the double a level for him to have a good start like that. And, and the, and the run support not be there and the help from the bullpen not be there and, and, uh, and he doesn't get the win. That's a kind of start. You want your young pitchers to get the win. You know, it's a really cold night. It doesn't get that you know, like baseball is not played in that cold of weather. So, you know, it's kind of a special night for Garcia to see him not get the win was, uh, kind of tough, but you know, we got a good game going now. It, it seems like, it seems like the energy's back tonight. As we're recording right now, it's bottom of the fifth. It's 8-0. Uh, Astros, Correa's two for four. Bregman's three for three. Guys are starting to hit the ball. These are the guys that we need back. And uh, and Christian, Christian Javier pitched a gym. You know, he's through five innings, still hasn't given up a, a run, only three hits. So hopefully the Astros turn around here. Uh, looks like they're going to get a dub tonight. Hopefully we can keep it going. And with that, uh, we're going to bring our Astros to a close, but we're going to stay with us. We're going to uh, move right into who's hot and who's not, man. Who you got for us? Are you, you want me to go first? Gotcha. Um, for my who's hot, man, first up, we got all forgotten NBA players. If you're wondering what I mean by that, so all forgotten players. These are players not including – LeBron James, Kevin Durant, James Harden, Anthony Davis. And I want I want to add Kyrie to that, but he comes in and out with whatever issues he might have on court, off court mental issues, whatever they are, whatever they are. So by that, I mean, the league is looking for an MVP, right? There's there, nobody can really definitively give it, even though Steph Curry's on, a, it's like one man wrecking crew right now. Um, nobody can just definitively definitively give it to him. You know, we got Nikola Jokic, Nikola Jokic still out there balling, almost averaging a triple double as a big man. And 
you got, like I said, you still got Steph out there uh, shooting lights out. Then you got Damian Lillard, who's almost might be having one of the best seasons of his career um, for the second time ever in his career, shooting over 40% from the three-point line. And so you don't, you kind of just don't know which way to go. Everybody's benefiting from LeBron, KD, and James not <laughs> being injured right now. Everybody's benefiting. Everybody has a chance at the MVP. That's probably why. That's probably why I'm on my uh, who's hot right now. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I think so. Moving on to mine, uh, I got the Red Sox. I got the Red Sox at my uh, at my number one who's hot. Twelve and seven. Alex Cora is back, and before the Astros made the switch to the AL, I enjoyed the Reds. Or I enjoyed the Red Sox in the AL. Uh, there were, you know, there. I, I always wanted to see the Yankees lose. Never had a problem with the Red Sox winning. Of course. Uh, you know, with the many with the many matchups that the Red Sox have had with the Astros and the AL, um, I haven't I haven't supported them as much. But uh, good to see Alex Cora back, former Astros coach, and the Red Sox uh, at the top of the AL. Uh, second one, Steph Curry, man. I mean, uh, I, I I firmly believe he's the MVP of the league uh, based off the last uh, you know the last twenty games here. Uh, first off. He's definitely submitted himself uh, in the top ten of all time, uh, and I think he's definitely a top a top five scorer of all time. Oh, definitely, definitely. No, if, if anybody's arguing with you, they don't know basketball. So, uh, and moving on to who's not, I'll start it off for us. Floyd May- Floyd Mayweather is taking a fight with Logan Paul. Uh, now, we've talked about this in a couple. I've put boxing on who's not in a couple of these episodes because, because of fights like this. Um, you know, if you really want this to be looked at as a sport enough with the celebrity pro amps, like we don't need yeah. Logan fall fighting, fighting Floyd. I'd rather see Canelo get in a ring with Floyd again. Give me a yeah. real fight. Give me Jamel Charlo against Floyd. I don't care. Like if Floyd's still so good and he can take down anyone, uh, let, let me see him continue to run with the best. Yeah, man, this whole little thing about, and I was a boxing fan too, but this whole Logan Paul thing and him fighting uh, everyone, <laughs> fighting everyone, almost, I want to say almost holding the sport hostage, man. Like, there's yeah. no, like, hey, he's got the game on lock, maybe. Re- like, really, I think <laughs> he has taken pictures of somebody and he's holding those pictures hostage <laughs> in his glove compartment of his car. He has them on standby. Yeah. So, um, yeah, him and his Logan Paul, and well, he has a brother too. Uh, I don't even know his name. Is yeah, it, is it Rick, Jason? I don't feel like it's Jason Paul, or I don't know Ricky. Pa- I don't know whatever. Some Paul, uh, something Paul. That other Paul guy. These brothers are holding the sport of boxing hostage, uh, and I'm not really feeling it. I need them to. They're actors. It's what exactly? What do we? Yeah, Floyd fight a YouTuber. And some, but he's probably gonna make well over like I can see it maybe going four mil, oh, maybe easy. four, easy. Yeah, haven't paid, and, and neither one of them is gonna hit each other. Exactly. Ah, I, exactly. Logan might throw a punch, but I mean Floyd's gonna dodge one of them. It's gonna be a lot like like Floyd and Manny, one of those kind of fights. Yeah, yeah he's gonna fall on like the second pick, second hit, and it'll be over. Yeah, yeah. So, so on my who's not list, I have Russell Westbrook. If you're wondering why Russell. So I don't know if uh, Will, if you heard this. Yeah, um, Kevin Durant did an interview not too long ago, and he asked, they asked, you know, who are some the top five players you ever played with? 
right? And he said, um, he said Steph Curry, uh, James Harden, Kyrie, uh, Clay. Um, I said, um, I got to count on my hand and make sure I name five. Steph, Kyrie, Clay, James, and so that's four right there. Then he says Serge Ibaka <laughs> for his number five. And then, you know, I, I can't remember the name of the host of this podcast, but they were like, oh, man, what? Okay, so, you know, so if I don't know if there's any underlying beef there, okay, but, uh, Kevin, but if, you know, you ain't got to announce it. He said, oh, 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 man, Russ, 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 I forgot, man. I wasn't even thinking straight. Like, I completely forgot it, you know. Nah, so take sir, get Serge out of there and uh, put Russ on there, you know. Then he put, then he ended up putting, he ended up putting, removing Serge, he put Serge Ibaka as number, his number five. Then he removed Serge and put Russ on his list as his number five. Then he switched Clay and Russ, which is completely crazy to me, but Russ, the forgotten superstar on his former teammates list. Russ, you immediately took a uh, took an L on that one, even though you weren't in the room. Congratulations. Yeah. I hate to break his, I hate to hurt his feelings too. He, that's not the only place he's a forgotten superstar. <laughs> Pretty much everywhere he goes. Yeah, really. Put some, put, we'll put some respect on Russ though. I like his, I like his pregame outfits. Yeah. Um, but uh, outfits. Yeah, no, no, he he knows what he's doing. He knows, he knows what he's doing in that. It, it, it's he knows what he's doing a lot more in the in the in the uh, in the dresser section rather than with like thirty seconds left game on the line. I'd rather I'd rather have him pick me in my outfit than like <laughs> I'd rather I'll take the shot and, and he can he can uh, he can pick the outfit. Yeah. Uh, but last one on my who's not list just got an update on this injury too, but last one is Trey young who had a grade two lateral ankle sprain last night. It looked awful last night, yeah. like out for the year. Awful. That's what it looked like. And they're going to probably end up playing the Celtics in the first round. The Celtics struggling. I like, I like Atlanta in this series. I, I think they're going to take it to seven games. Um, as long as Trey is back, but this kind of sounds like one of those kind of Donovan Mitchell type injuries again, where like they're downplaying the situation. Ankle sprains, like grade two and above, can't be can't be any fun for at least like five six months. What do you think? No, I definitely agree with you. Um, like I say, it's getting close to starting to wrap up the season, so yeah, I can definitely try to see them downplaying it a little bit, uh, downplaying it just a little bit, but. Yeah, no, nah, definitely. I could see a few months. Like you said, what you said, what grade? It's grade two. Grade two. I mean, it. The, the report says it's unlikely he misses much time, but that's what that's most of these ankle sprain reports say. That's super vague too. The season's almost over, so yeah, that's <laughs> funny. Yeah, but anyway, hey, thanks for joining us tonight, and. uh like I said, if you haven't followed us yet on Twitter, follow us at the Break Room H O U on Twitter. Go follow us on Instagram at the breakroom.podcast. And if you haven't gotten a chance yet, go subscribe to our podcast, Spotify, Apple, uh, and pretty much everywhere else you can consume everywhere your product. Else. Yeah. Charles, appreciate it tonight, man. All right, same to you, man. Take it easy, bro. We will see you all, you everybody next week. I'm getting all tongue tied, man. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see nah, you. I done seen it all, my God. Uh, I done seen it all, oh my God, I swear. Uh, uh.
Nothing new under the sun. Nobody with up with sun. I got a couple of sons, a couple of guns, a couple of in that bus of the party.